Today is Tuesday, April 28th. On today's episode of Catch 23, we are going to talk a little bit about Dennis Rodman, the episodes three and four of Dennis Rodman. Um, there was some Jordan, Michael Jordan, and Coach Collins stuff. You know, you had, you had the two games with the series, I guess, against with the Cleveland Cavs and the Detroit Pistons. You know, talk a little bit about Vegas, maybe some Jerry Krause, and then we'll have a little after show where any comments, odd ends, things we left out, things we may have forgotten. But uh, welcome. Thank you guys for listening. Look for every Tuesday. Look to have an episode drop, especially these next three weeks. We're going to try to have consistently an episode out on Tuesday. Also, later in the week here coming up, interview with some friends um, and other people, some athletes, Division One athletes and uh, national champions and other sports we're going to try to get on. So uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, what do you want to start off with? Man, you know what? I, uh, first, man, I just want to say, like, how great was that last night? Like, the the I got in, I, I was I didn't know what to expect last night, but three and four definitely surpassed one and two. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I would agree with that. I, to be honest, you said it last week, and this is no joke. I was downstairs. I was a little bit behind. We, I stopped in the mid 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 episode. Um, I don't know which one, but I got a little bit behind, and so I had to catch up. I was fast forwarding through some of the the commercials. And it got to the end. And then the, the thing came up at the end, whoever it was, directed by. I said, what? This is over already? You know? And, right. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and I know you said that last week, but this week it hit me like that. And, and I don't know if it was because of I was fast forwarding, so it didn't seem, I seemed yeah, like I had more time. and things of that sort. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it caught up on me quick. It was really good. You know, I thought there was a lot of interesting things in there, things I didn't know. This was really informative for me um, because a lot of the things that they talked about kind of happened before I got into Jordan, before I remember right, and fully understood. Right, right. So for me, it was extremely beneficial. Well, you know, the the thing that the the thing that kind of that I did not realize, I didn't realize that Doug Collins made the type of impact that he made on Michael Jordan's career. I didn't realize that um he was an MVP, slam dunk champion, a defensive uh player of the year, all these things um during his during his tenure there and uh, the departure of of Doug Collins was because pretty much um, he was going to one, just put the ball in Michael's hand. There was no real structure. It was like, look, one-on-one ISO ball and let's go. You know what I mean? So the development of the other players would not have come potentially with, uh, with Collins, you know, and I'm a big Collins guy. Like I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a fan of Collins. Uh, my uncle played with Collins down at Illinois state, um, play basketball down with him down at Illinois State. So I'm a big, I'm a big Doug Collins fan. I like his son over at Northwestern. So, you know, it's a um it's definitely um crazy to see him in a bull, like coaching the Bulls, you know. Yeah. And you know, when I when they talked about Chris Collins and and I think when they said Collins is about to get fired and Jordan, his response was, you got some fucking balls to do that. You know, something right. along those lines. And well like did you see the way that they explained it? they said uh uh if you know it's Monday morning if you're getting up uh if you're getting up, getting ready for work, uh, you're doing better than uh, Doug Collins this morning. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, which is funny as hell that that's the way that they worded that on the yeah. like, media is harsh, man. It is. Uh, you know what? And, and Collins too, you know, and it goes back to what you said. Well, first let me say the media is harsh. I think, well, I'll talk about, remind me to talk about that at the end, the media and Jordan and how he handles them versus some of the athletes today. But um, so we'll get back to that. But, MJ and Collins, you know, that they they it, they were the right fit. They meshed well together because they both had that same mindset. They both just wanted to win. And like you said, man, uh, one of the quotes in that the thing was Collins saying, get the ball to MJ and get the fuck out of the way. I think it was at the end of that Cleveland game when uh, they when he took that shot over Elo, they asked right. him after the game, like, oh, what was your mindset? 
get the ball to MJ and get out of the way. Right, exactly. Like it, it was that. Like he he wanted the he wanted him. He wanted to make sure he got the most out of Jordan. But in the same thing, you wonder what would happen with development of the other players. Right. Would they have got that out of them? You know what I mean? Right. Or would he have just um, let MJ kind of take reign? Yeah. And I don't think anybody took anything from him. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. anybody took anything from him, but uh I know Jordan was a big fan of him. Um, and yeah. I didn't realize that Tex Winter and Phil Jackson were on that staff together. You know what I mean? I didn't realize yeah. that at yeah. all. I didn't realize that. No, I didn't either. And and I didn't realize it until they showed they showed something and I saw Phil on the, the court, you know, or on the on the bench. Right. And and I didn't realize that either. And uh, my what favorite about thing his stops. Puerto oh my Rico gosh, Port, yeah, everything the CBA like that. And, and the crazy thing about Phil. I didn't realize either that, well, obviously 11 championships, I knew he was involved in with the Bulls and the Lakers, you know, the six and five, but I didn't realize as a player, he, he had two as well with the Knicks. Yeah, he, uh, he had quite the basketball career, like just as far as like from coaching to playing, like he, he had a, a hell of a career and it definitely makes sense why he was able to, you know, why he needed to channel into like so many different things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, like a higher power, so to speak, with the Indians and, and, you know, meditation. Like, he was doing that before it was popular. You know what I mean? Right. And nowadays, like, everybody is somewhat um, meditating. And it's it's crazy how far, like, ahead they were as far as uh, development. You know what I mean? It's, in a lot of ways, it's crazy, you know? No, and, and I think it just cements him and seeing some of that stuff and how he related with the players – you know, I think everything he's done, it kind of cements him, you know, as one of the greatest, if not the greatest coach of all ever, man. He 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 knew the game, he related well with the players, which I think what you need. Well, people you know. say, yeah, and 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 people say like how great was it? He had Jordan Pippen, he had uh Kobe Shaq, like you could win. Dude, he managed that. Like I've seen people, you know, really fuck some shit up. Um look at it from Mike Brown up in Cleveland, he couldn't win with LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it took it took some people to get there and and get some stuff, you know, get some stuff done right. Like Spolstra learned how to win with Miami. You get what I'm saying? Pat Riley, you know, Pat Riley said it when LeBron and Wade and Bosch got together. He was like, you know, it takes a better coach not to get in the way of that. You know what I mean? It takes a good coach to win some games, but it takes a better coach not to get in the way. Um, so. You know, Phil Jackson to me, like he, like even the way he managed the Dennis Rodman stuff, man, like yeah. that's crazy. No, like, and you I, know what I mean. Like, that is that is unreal when you when you find out, you know, what happens when you when when you pull the curtain back, kind of like what was going on. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Rodman, that's a great segue, man. We'll jump right into him. He was one of the main main topics of the episode today. A lot of things happened with him, and um, but I didn't realize. Rodman coming out of college knew you know numerous people you know I think Wilbon and somebody else said he was one of the greatest ball defenders they maybe have ever seen and I didn't know this he balled out at Oklahoma State yeah southeast Oklahoma State southeast yeah and uh 20 you know probably 20 it looked like sounded like 20 points a year 15 20 points Scoring, 15 boards yeah. yeah and then he quickly realized in the NBA that you know what he had to do to dominate he perfected his craft and and, you know, and it was defense and rebounding is what got him there. And, and I did I, – so I looked up some information and I saw that he – did you know his 34 rebounds was his highest game, I believe, in 1992? I never knew that. I That's a lot of freaking boards, man. And, and I never knew that. And then I heard somebody talking today on one of the, the shows, and they said that he 
like he won seven straight rebounding titles from like 91 to 98. And um, in all of those, like one of the years was he averaged 17 rebounds per game and Shaq was the next with like 13. And he was, I mean, dude, he was amazing, man. He was. Um, and, and, and I don't feel like he got his flowers while he played. Like we didn't appreciate him as much. I think Chicago we did because, you know, Chicago is somewhat of a blue collar city and you, 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 take a liking to people that leave it all out on the floor and, and leave, you know, everything out there. And he did on a nightly basis. Um, but was it overshadowed? Maybe this is a question. Was it overshadowed by his antics off the court? You know, like even in the one episode, they showed him like walking out of the stadium with a Miller light in his hand, yeah. drinking it and jumping on a fucking bike and taking off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that that overshadowed his play because he was like he, like they said he was the best on ball defender in the NBA history. Like he was it. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. You know. And then somebody with the way he acted, the off the off the court antics and the drinking the beer, you know, being wild, being crazy, partying, you know, needing you know, x amount of time, partying time. But they but said he locked in when he got there. Jordan it's crazy. Said it all. He locked in. It wasn't. There was never anything other than him being ready to go. Yeah, and what no, what made me realize that, and I didn't realize how in detail he got when when he went into, oh, when they shoot the ball, this person's ball spins eight times, and then hearing the sound off the rim, I know what the angles are going to be like. Just studying that, that's going above and beyond what you need. It's you going know, crazy. And, and that is that is that is next level. You know what I mean? That is next level for sure, because you just looked at it as like he's a workhorse and he's just going all out. Yeah, but no, he actually had like. There was a skill to it. You know what I mean? I always thought that, like, you know, and maybe this was a misconception, like anybody could play defense. Yeah, anybody could play defense if you work hard. But to be the best at it, there has to be a skill. There has yeah. to be some level of skill that goes to it, you know? But he was amazing, man. The, the Vegas story. I mean, come on, man. That was unreal. That Yeah, that was. And uh, for those of you that maybe haven't watched it, um, Vegas uh, Rodman Pippen came back and um, you know for for a couple weeks there actually it seemed like the Bulls they started off they struggled at the start of the year a little bit not struggled as eight in or eight nine yeah, at a time right around five hundred uh, and then then Pippen or Rodman got kicked out of a game um, and that kind of changed things for those that missed it and um, you know Rodman felt a little bad and from then on until Pippen got back Rodman was the dude balling out playing well. And then Pippen comes back, and, and he kind of had it. He was the third wheel once again. And, um, you know, so Phil, he goes to Phil and says, hey, I need a, I need a vacation. And, um, and then Phil talks to Michael. And anyway, um, the Vegas story, that was classic, man. Uh, my favorite 48 hours. 48 hours. 48 hours. And he goes there. One, he's dating Carmen Electra at the time. And he goes to Vegas, and he goes on a bender. 48 hours. He makes it back to Chicago. Okay. He's, and they say, Hey, like, did he make it back on time? And then it says, yes. Michael Jordan says, no, he didn't. He didn't make it back on time. I went and got him. So the crazy thing is though, is that Carmen Electra is in the bed with him and she says she hides underneath the covers and he comes and gets him out of it. Could you imagine her story to her friends? Like Michael Jordan walked in the room this morning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine that? Like, first of all, the type of crush that I had on Carmen Electra was probably unhealthy at that time in my life. Um, she is still, she is still a smoke show to this day. 
Yeah. Oh, but, big time. Oh, yeah, she still smokes show. But uh you look and think like this dude went out for 48 straight hours and was back in Chicago with Carmen Electra. And then this is unreal. And then when they come back, they have that conditioning test, and they're all like, ah, oh, let's take it easy, let's take it easy. And then fucking Rodman makes them fucking work their ass off after he's been out and gone and shit for a couple of days. He said he had nothing. He said that he had no other gear other than that. That's <laughs> all he had. You four know what times. I mean? And uh, so I got like two. Indian run, right? It was like yeah, an the Indian, Indian run. run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I bet Phil loved that with his Zen master and all that shit. He probably loved the title of that at least. And um, but my, I got two questions for you. One, um, uh, based on his his Vegas, um, do you think Jordan before so Jordan went and got him? You know that speaks a lot to his competitiveness. And that dude said, okay, I know he's not going to be here, so I'm gonna go out. You know he's late, whatever. I'm gonna go out and get him, make sure he comes back because we need him. You know, so that, that's a leader right there, going above and beyond. But my question is is off. Do you think Jordan? Maybe like showed up to Vegas at noon, played played craps for an hour or two, and then went and got him. Or do you think he went straight? to Oh, no, he was room? in Chicago. I think he was in Chicago in the hotel. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. He was like ah. Dennis had made it back to Chicago. Yeah, he okay. had made it back to Chicago. So he just no, was late going back to the. Yeah, he was late okay. going back. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what it is. Um, it could be. I, I yeah, I don't think I don't think Michael went to Vegas. That would be crazy. Because if he him. did, I think he would have shot some craps. I think he would have for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think he would have shot some craps. But if second... he if he did, yeah, oh, he absolutely played a little bit. If he took a four hour flight, three and a half hour flight from Chicago to, yeah, no. But I think I think that they made it to what I got to watch it again to make sure though. I got to watch it again because yeah. I'm almost positive that he was back in Chicago. Okay, no, you could be right. I just I might have misheard that and. Um, but the second question, Carmen Electra, let's get back on her topic. You know, we were younger. We were teenagers at that time. Um, how many kids that were born in 1995 and after 95 probably started looking her up and are looking at all the photos Oh, my and God. Stuff? They're probably going nuts. Like, who the hell was this? Like, there's <laughs> – I would guarantee if – how many how many kids do you think that age are watching? I – you know what? I would I, say 90% of the kids that are watching looked her up. Yeah, of the ones that are good. Yep, call because you know what? I do think there's a lot of kids watching, especially the males only. Be, well, that's what we're talking about. But I think because of the parents are probably like, let's watch about Jordan. You know, the yeah. mom, the dad, or at least the dads if they're from another state, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, that was an epic story, him heading out there doing all that stuff. Yeah, no, and, and to to think, man, like he got a, he got a hall pass for 48 hours. And he went out and got after him. <laughs> it's, it's great, man. That you know would not mean? happen nowadays with social no, media I mean, and everything. They, But they were in the middle of a, a grind. You get what I'm saying? They were in the middle of a grind, and, and that was uh, that was a big thing. I mean, and that speaks to, to Phil Jackson, man, being able to kind of, you know, man, you know, to kind of manhandle that thing and and being enforcer, but not micromanaging the way. You know what I mean? Right, it was right. kind of like a, it was kind of like a balance of both, you know, and, and yeah. you know, nowadays – like they couldn't do it. Like they were talking about, like Isaiah was kind of talking about it. Um, Isaiah Thomas said it played for the Pistons with uh, Dennis Rodman. He uh, he kind of said that he felt like that was Dennis's way of uh, crying out for help because when he was with Detroit, he didn't do that because they had such a strict uh, way of doing things, which I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. I think they're. I, I think Detroit was trash. Um, but um, he says that that was Dennis's way of uh, crying out for help because. 
they had such strict rules and the way he did things there, like he never seen him drink. He never seen him smoke. And all of a sudden he just turned into that when he went to San Antonio, you know? And I, did you see Wally the worm, the ESPN 30 for 30 on Rodman? I did not. I didn't either, but I, I was looking it up and um, I saw this. This is, this is the preview of it. I believe it says with four weeks to go in the 96, 97 NBA season and an opportunity for the bulls to win their fifth title in seven years, Power forward Dennis Rodman hurt his knee. So coach Phil Jackson assigned a young assistant trainer, Wally Blase, to oversee his rehab in Orange County, California. In this delightful film, director Colin Hanks uses both animation and first-person confessions to relive their wild 10 days together. The trips to Dallas, Hollywood, San Diego, Sacramento, the brushes with Prince, Richard Petty, and Rodney Dangerfield. The girls, the drinks, the fast cars, the limos, and the choppers. Not only did Wally and the Worm come out of the adventure alive, but they also became close friends. Oh, and thanks <laughs> to Rodman, the Bulls won their fifth title. That is crazy. What about Rodman saying that, like, did you hear him, like, say, like, Scotty and Michael were great. They're, they're the greatest, to, but they didn't do what he did. Like, he did not – he does he, – he, he does know his impact on that team. He does know that those things necessarily don't happen without him. You yeah. know what I mean? He was like, you know, they're great. He goes, but they don't, they don't do what I do. Like I'm everywhere. Like I right, took a pride right. in getting into people and guarding people and grabbing rebounds, taking the elbows. And he goes, I wanted to taste that stuff. You know what I mean? I wanted to feel every bit of it. I'm like, man, this dude is nuts. He is crazy. And, and uh, speaking of nuts, man, let's jump into the, uh, the the bad boys in Detroit, that little rivalry. They talked a little yeah. bit about that. That was a good, you know, I'd say in the first third episode, that was a good, you know, with Rodman, um, you know, with him being on the Pistons, that was probably, what, a good 30 minutes of that episode? Yeah. Um, you know what, man, the Detroit thing is, is, is hard for me, just like when the Knicks thing comes up, it'll be hard for me, man, just because of, of I looked at those dudes as just dirty, dirty players, man. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff that was going on wasn't basketball. Like, you know, you knew, you know, you know, physically you could not um, – or I shouldn't say skill-wise, you couldn't match up. So, physically, I'm going to impose my will, which, you know, I know was the way the game was somewhat played la- that, at that time. But, man, like, I don't have much respect for, you know, Bill Lanvier and, yeah. and, and you know, um, Isaiah Thomas, even though he's a Chicago guy, man, and, and – his basketball game, what I remember of him, I can't, re- I don't respect, you know, that way of going about it, you know? Right. And it seems like Michael really doesn't either as much. Man, you know? did you see his face? Yeah. Did you see his face when they brought him up? He was like, nothing you can show me that's going to, you know, make me think other than that he's an asshole. Like yeah. he, he does not fool with him. But I did like watching the first take, you know, they did say that he, he did say he believes that he is the best the second best point guard to ever play behind Magic Johnson. Um, he says, I have respect for his game. He says, I don't have no real issue with him. But, man, the way that his face turned up in that last mm-hmm. night on that documentary when they brought up Isaiah Thomas and they wanted to show him something, he couldn't – he he just wanted no part of it. You know Nothing. what I mean? Nothing. He wanted to say, I don't want to see it. But, you know, for the purposes of the documentary, I think he, he, did it. he just bit it and said, I'm going to do it, you know. Yeah, the one thing, whole thing I took from that segment, and, and it changed, you know, and, and is the – after losing, how they – you know, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. The, uh, I don't know what exact year, but they lost after the second time in a row. And instead of going on vacation, I think B.J. Armstrong said, instead of going on vacation and doing all this stuff, we got in the work. weight room. 
we got to work. We got right after it. You know, MJ ended up, Michael Jordan ended up putting on what, 15 pounds, they said? 15 pounds. Yeah, it got from 200 to 215 that summer. Yeah, like that, yeah. they got to that, that to that point. But without somebody with that competitiveness and that competitive edge like Jordan had, you know, that, that may not happen. They might go on vacation. And, um, you know, because I'll tell you what, and this is – I'm not trying to get off topic, but the Cubs, they win the World Series the next two years. They play like shit. I guarantee you if Rizzo, Bryant, somebody steps up and says, no, fuck that. You know, one ain't enough. It, yeah, yeah, one ain't enough. Like, this is what it is. Like – we're going to rededicate ourselves to this and and this is what we want to feel after every game or after every season we want this feeling you know we, yeah. we or we want to get to the next level you know yeah. what i mean yeah and um, then for jordan to oh go ahead no i'm listening and then for jordan to go you know it was crazy to me to think the way that nowadays in age everything's weightlifting 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 to think that was kind of the first time he really hit the weight room really and, touched weights i mean you saw it in the body definition man the yeah, dudes were cut yeah. because they were running all the time but they, there was no mass you know what i mean we kind of talked about it last week there was no real mass to these dudes bodies you know it was it was a a art form so to speak but it's weird because the way these guys are built today better suits them for the game back in the day to be physical in the way they were back in the, you know, eighties and whatever kind of does it to the point where it'll be better for another time. You know what I mean? No. So I don't, I don't know, you know, it definitely is different, you know? And no, it's a big diff time, different game. And, and then what thing in there, that Jordan versus Detroit, uh, the, when they kind of took over and they took off a little bit, um, the year they, they won, was uh and I almost made a t-shirt about it was the uh Scotty Pippen when he got knocked down by Rodman oh yeah came up unshakable I, I almost yeah. wanted to that was the point that was the time when they said that like they knew I didn't realize so going to back things that we didn't realize I didn't realize that the Bulls swept them me neither no four games I didn't realize that they swept them in that four games and yeah oh, I didn't was either. it the best was it the best of five or was it the best of seven I think it was seven I felt like it was a sweep it was a sweep I remember yeah. they, they it was four games and Jesus, um, man, like they swept them. And like, I mean, and, and just talk about the difference in play, man. The way that like Robin got pushed or pushed Pippen into there, like he's kicked out of the game nowadays for that. Oh, big time. Yep. There's, and, um, like their suspension, that suspension like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's not, that's not even tolerated at all anymore. Oh, the way they played back then, the way they were banging nowadays, that's not even part of the game. You know, no. you can't do a lot no, of this man, shit. And, 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 that, and that's why I have an issue with Detroit, man. Like, Detroit ain't ain't nowhere near, um, to me, credible, man, for the way they play. Like, I get want to be physical and want to be tough and even going into, like, the Jordan rules and things of that sort. Like, none of those – like, there's – like, the rules are basketball-related. I'll, I'll give them that. But if he's in the air, knock him out, do this or do that. And it's like, that ain't basketball, man. That ain't, right. that ain't right. basketball. And, like, for, for that to be it, I, I get you. You don't want to waste a foul. You want to be physical. But, man, come on. Like, let's, let, let's, 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 be, let's be real about this, you know? Right. And that's where I think if that happened in today's day and age and today's game, you know, the, the commissioner be uh, – what's his name? No, it's not Stern. It's um, – Silver. Silver, yeah. He'd be – you know, there'd be memos out there saying, hey, this shit's got to – you know, if LeBron was in a series like that. Well, you got to protect the players. Yes, yeah. Could you imagine – I mean, and, and, and the whole thing with LeBron and whatever, LeBron wouldn't have been able to deal with that. LeBron, Le, LeBron would not deal with that. He flops, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a big fan of LeBron. But he wouldn't be able to deal with that at all, you know? No, no. 
and it's a different game. And then with that comes up, um, you know, it brings up the Isaiah Thomas, you know, the, the Celtics are not the Celtics, the Pistons left the court and, and kind of walked off. And uh, what are your it's thoughts trash, on that? It's, 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 it's trash that they, that that's the way they did that. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a better way of going about it. And there should have, there, there should have been uh, a little bit of sportsmanship just because of what you guys have been through. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get you like passing the torch and whatever. And I know back then you didn't know what's up, this, that, and whatever, but come on, man. Like, they shook your hand at every time when they lost yeah. and they, and, and for you to do that and like kind of seeing Isaiah like duck his head and whatever, you know, it's, it's trash, man. It, it yeah. is just, it is what it is. And here's what I took from that too. And I agree with you hundred percent um, is then when they talked to Isaiah Thomas about it, they were kind of like, he's like, that's just how things were. The Celtics, you know, they kind of walked off the court, whatever. Um, but that's just how things were back then. Things were a little different, but then, then, then they show the clip not too far later and what's magic doing after he just gets his ass whooped in the finals he's over oh, yeah. there shaking them saying oh, these yeah. great things Absolutely. and you know so was it really the way they were you know or is you that just isaiah's excuse within, yeah you compete hard within the parameters of the court floor whatever it is that you're you're you know the court the the field whatever it is that you you play on but the minute that is over with you have to turn into a a decent human being you have to. You got to be able to turn that switch. Like, you know what I mean? And and that's why I say athletes are somewhat, like, crazy because you have to, like, be able to say, okay, that's my friend over there. Once they, like, throw this ball up, once this ball is kicked or whatever, that is my enemy by any means necessary. And then I got to reflip back to that, hey, how's your family at the end of the game? You know what I mean? Like, I right, hope it right. goes well, like, whatever. So it's 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 definitely different, you know? Right. And with that being said, I want to jump on one. I think we got we really got one or two more topics left before we get to the, you know, the the end game or the post show, whatever you want to call it, the um, after show, just random shit. But uh, on on the episodes, but Rodman playing with the Bulls, something I took away from it. I I, I laughed when um, it was in, when they first signed him. Was it October, or whatever, or whenever it was, and they had a meeting, and and Ryan Krause and probably Ryan or whoever was in the building. They, they ask him a question like, oh, do you want to play for the Bulls? And he's like, I don't care what – I don't care whatever. What's up? I laughed at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's – well, when he walked in, like Phil Jackson walked in and Dennis didn't stand up. He didn't mm-hmm. do anything like that. And then he's like, Dennis, stand up. And they went out and they talked and he was just like, shoot, it's whatever. Like, he was so, like, gone away from Karen. It was It was insane, you know? Like, you know, Phil Jackson was saying he already had the earrings. He had all the, the stuff going on by then. You know what I mean? If you look at his image from Detroit to San Antonio, oh, he turned into a whole different person. You know what I mean? Yep. A whole different person. And it was like, man, I don't it, – it's something happened, man. Something happened that just yep. made him uh, not feel being who he, you know, normally was. Something something happened. Yeah. You know? No, was it, was it really what they said in there? Not what they said, but – they brought up and it might have been the start of it. Madonna, she kind of changed yeah. his mindset a little bit. Right. Maybe. Yeah, Who knows? Absolutely. It could have been more Good to it point. as well, but and she just came at the right time. But oh yeah. He was a little like, quirky too. That's that's weird, man. That's weird, like for real. That's weird, the whole Madonna thing, man. Like he had some women, man. Oh my God. Oh, you're Jesus, not kidding. He had some women, man. He just had the life. Oh, I mean, and, and to think about it, Cross didn't want anything to do with him. Or was it Krause that didn't want anything to do with him, or was it Phil? It might, there was, 
That's a good question. I, I don't remember. I, they said it. I don't want to they say did. it was. I want to say it was Krauss that wanted nothing to do with him. And it was like us, like Krauss's assistant is the one that says, hey, I think we can get. Yeah, uh, you're right. Rodman. And he was like, I don't want anything to do with it. He's like, but look, with the leadership of, you know, Scotty, right. uh, Michael and uh, Phil, we can we can kind of like get this thing right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think he can help us, you know. And sure enough, it worked out, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it did, it, and, and Phil was able to handle him. And I, and I think the one thing I took away from it too with Phil, Phil with his relationship, I didn't realize Phil was such an oddball as well when he was playing. He liked. They had a diff. They had a real good relationship from what they're saying. That's what it sounds you know? like. And, yeah. Um, and the last thing, you know, before we get to the end, our quote of the show is, and I'll let you go first. But um, you brought it up, and I I forgot to to talk a little bit more about it. Kraus, man, what are your thoughts? I thought they yes, I don't know if ESPN is trying to make him look bad, you know, or what, you know, but like for him to go midseason and talk about how Phil wasn't coming back. Why? You're about to go play Utah in the biggest game of the year to this point in January, February, whatever it might have been. And why why I just don't get why you bring that, you know, why he brings that up. And is you know, you think ESPN's trying to make him look bad or the, the thing is though, man, is I think the I don't think they're making him look bad. I think that's how blatant it was. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that's who he that's who he was, man. I really do. I think they're doing a good because that's all you heard back before social media that Jerry Cross didn't want them. You, right. These are things you heard, man. And like, just I mean, God, he wanted this done. Yeah, he did. He he didn't let he, you got to let that run its course, bro. You yeah. can't just do that, man. And and to <laughs> like, after those two episodes, it one solidified to me. That I'm not just biased to Michael Jordan. He's the greatest basketball player ever. But that Jerry Krause literally, deliberately self-destructed this thing. He did not want – he said, hey, we want Jordan to come back. But Michael Jordan told you, if Phil Jackson isn't there, I'm not I'm not Belgian. I'm not coming back. And you, you, you knew that. And you know how valuable a player Michael Jordan was. You know how valuable Scottie Pippen was. You knew all these things. And you still wouldn't shut up and just say, let me take the back seat. But he wanted to be, you know, known as the architect. He wanted to be known yeah. as the person that was that put this thing together. And he he couldn't get out of his own way. He couldn't do it. And I think so. I, I have a feeling, and I haven't checked social media much today, but I have a feeling Krause is the dude a lot of people are, pro- you know, because they he was he was out of this episode, out of the next two episodes, and then all of a sudden they throw him back in in the last 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it just just goes to show, like, what he actually, uh, what he actually, what he actually did to that, man. He, like, self-inflicted his own fucking program. You know what I mean? He, like, literally got rid of it. Like, arguably the two best players, some two of the best, the, the, I think, the best duel to play. You know what I mean? As far as Jordan and Pippen, like they were unreal. You know what I mean? And you broke that up for an ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you look, then, then let's, let's go into this. Like I, and real quick, did you see the security that they have for Michael Jordan? And oh Emma? yeah. Yeah. Like, I loved it. He's sitting there with the 13s in front of him. That he yeah. got game 13s in front of him. He's sitting in there just chilling. And uh, what did they call him? The jock brothers the, or the sniff the, brothers or the something. Sniff brothers. Yeah. The sniff brothers. Like, they were just sitting there around him and Michael Jordan just sitting in there chilling. Like, it's crazy, like, what, all the things that were going on there. So, I, like, and I guess I brought that up because I get why Jerry Krause felt like that. Jerry Krause had nobody, like, really gravitating towards him like that. 
Right. Nobody right. did. But I did think it was great. The one after they won the first championship, they did have like Scotty and uh, Jerry Cross dancing on the bus and whatever right. it was. Like, so, I mean, yeah, there was, and maybe that was before the tension it was, a, you know what I mean? That was before the tension. That was before everything started. So, you know, it's just great, man. It, it, it was, it's great to see that, but like, God, what could have happened? That shortened season. I'm telling you the bulls go, the bulls go 46 and four. But it was a 50-game season, 46 and yeah. four in that season. They win that thing. They win that thing going away. Fresh legs, everything. Yeah, man. They I, they they go to work on that season, man. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Hey, so we'll come back. Brings us to our last segment. Uh, quote of the show. You go ahead. What do you got? What was your quote this? Come week? on, man. It's got to be Horace Grant. I know. Got to be Horace Grant. Bunch of bitches. Straight up bitches. <laughs> yep. And no, that was that. Got to be Horace Grant, man. That was my pick too. And, um, you know, I knew you'd have that one, but so the other one, so I was like, you know what, let me, let me try to come up with something else. So, so that was my first one. I, as the episode was going on, I was kind of taking down some notes and, and some, some things, but the one I want to go back to is, is Ron Harper when they were playing Cleveland. Oh, that one was great. And Ron Harper's like, coach, I got MJ. I got MJ. I got MJ. And then coach says, uh, Elo, you're on MJ. And then Harper says, he says, yeah, okay, whatever. Fuck the bullshit. And you know, <laughs> fuck you. You know, whatever he said, you know, they bleeped it out. But um, that was great, man. That Rod Harper, like, literally, like, opened up and said, like, I got MJ, man. I got MJ. Coach, I got MJ. Nah, I'm putting Elo. You got him. Yeah, yeah, that's some bullshit. And not only that, you can see in Harper's face, that still bothers him to this day. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, like, some people were saying today, it didn't matter who was on him. He was going to make that shot. You know what I mean? I, I like, you know, but Jordan even said it was a mistake. The best player to defend him at that point would have been Ron Harper. And um, so we'll get to this after show. This is where we just talk about any bullshit that comes up about the topics. I got one. Um, the 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 Bulls, they need to be good again, dude. You know, this because I don't know if they will, but I want them to because I think they bring a different energy to the city, you know. So and, let me tell you this. Free agents are going to look at this. Then they're going to reference back to the Rose era. They're going to reference back to when Dwayne Wade, um, Rondo, Jimmy Butler were all on the team and management just broke it up. Right, right. They're going to say the Bulls have always been like this. You get what I'm saying? You're never going to get a big free agent in Chicago because it's, it's, it's what's always happened. You know what I mean? You don't, you, you don't take care of the players, you know, long-term like, yeah, I get what happened with Rose is unfortunate. So you had to kind of do some stuff. But my thing was, though, is that why not restructure them or at least try to bring somebody else in? You had a young Jimmy Butler coming up. You had things going and let them let, let them try to just carry that thing on. Right. You know right. what I mean? But like Garpax, like, you know, you know how it is. And maybe this new guy will, will bring some some, you know, some excitement, but is he going to be ready for? It? He's in Denver. There ain't a lot of pressure, right? right. You're getting in Denver in, in, that you get in Chicago. It's not the same. I'm telling you right now, the stuff with Jordan saying what he's saying in that documentary about the Bulls organ, like the Bulls front office, ain't helping because they're still the same thing to this yeah. day. Yeah, still the same thing to this day. No, you're right. You're right. And I would just love for them to, because I say that even about the Bears, you change, flip a, the script, change things up a little bit, because at least the Bears in this city, if the Bears are good, this city be crazy, nuts. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, 
and 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 they and they have been good the past couple of years, or you know, maybe not last year, but the year before. They have potential at least, and, and it's there. And if they can figure it out, man, and they can go on a run, and, and not for long in the NFL though, not for no, long. No, I means you got to figure it out right away. You know what yeah. I mean? I've always said that, like the NFL stands for not for long as far as with the players, with teams, with coaches, with everything. It, you have to get it done quickly. It's an impact. You know what I mean? And my last thing I want to bring up, my little odds and ends. Actually, I got two more. I got a question I want to end with. But uh, the next one is Le- LeBron and, and Jordan. Um, I'm so tired of people comparing them, man. I know. Do you think MJ – so here's this is what I saw. It says MJ was a killer. He did not care if you liked him. He was going to rip your heart out, at, and he had it in the most beautiful yet dominant way possible. Only Kobe comes close to that level of drive and competitiveness. Bron, at his core, wants to be loved. He wants to be loved by the fans. He wants to be loved by his teammates. Even though he's so dominant, even his skill moves look clunky and anesthetic. He's a great dude off the court. He can be corny as fuck. He's the face of PG basketball, and it's why the kids think he's the greatest of all time. At the end of the day, do you think LeBron is – what's the word I'm looking for? They're two different players in a way. You know what, man, to, like, trust me, man, I've had people texting me trying to and, and calling and trying to start the debate because they know how big of a Michael Jordan fan I am. Yeah. The the conversation with Michael Jordan is different for me. It's different for me. Um, he pit of my, like, he, he was the, the epitome of everything you want. You get what I'm saying? It, as far yeah. as anything in your life, you want to be great at it. And he was the best to ever do it at his at, at his job. You know what I mean? And he did not settle for anything else. The tanking and things of that sort. Like like LeBron set out last year at the end of the season. Right, right. Because he knew there was no need for, for him to really come back. Michael Jordan would have came back. You see what I'm saying? You know, like 90%, 10%. Like that, Michael Jordan would have came back. Like LeBron took his time rehabbing it. And granted, like he's been amazing. Like I don't want to take nothing from LeBron because I, I love Jordan. That doesn't mean I hate LeBron. I really like LeBron. I think LeBron is great. Right. I, I believe we've never seen anything like LeBron. But when it comes to being the best basketball player, I'm telling you right now, it's Jordan. When you're talking about the best athlete, though, LeBron may be, be the best athlete you've ever seen. Yeah, and no, and that's what I was kind of getting to, and I wanted to bring it up. That my I see the biggest difference when I when I read that and I saw that the biggest difference I saw is that the difference between LeBron and Michael is Michael was he wanted to be feared, where LeBron kind of, in my opinion, wants to be loved a little bit. Right, and, right. And, you know, but it's two also two totally different eras. But but the only one close, and I grew up more with him than Jordan, close to the the cutthroat, uh, the mentality, you know, the intangibles. They didn't give a fuck. They'll do what they was Kobe. Well, you know, he was the only this, one. He was just slightly the, less talented in my this, opinion. And this is the thing, man. And this is the best equalizer for me. It would have been amazing to see how maybe LeBron would have acted back in the 80s, in the early 90s. You get what I'm saying? Like, what would have happened? Like, would, would that culture have breeded that Michael Jordan type of guy? And Jordan and his culture, I can't see him taking on the uh, – you know, lack of days ago, that's my friend. We're cool. We're all going to play together. Like, I could see him being mentality-wise like a Patrick Beverly. I'm in your face every day. Like, I'm not – I ain't I'm not, I ain't doing it. A Russell Westbrook, I'm at you. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I could right. see him being that type. And and I would like to see what – I would love to, like, think about. I think that's the conversation we need to have. 
like people say LeBron, you know, like you said, he wants to be loved, not like, you know, hated. He wants to be that. He wants to be this. And it's like, would him playing in that era where you were pretty much judged what you did on the court and that was it for a lot of points because you, you didn't have the access to that, would that have breeded that killer instinct? You know, culture, yeah. culture builds that, those type of right. things. So right. it, maybe it would have. I mean, that's a, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because LeBron, man, you know, I really enjoy watching him play. And, and um, and yeah, no, he, he's really good. And and the diff- one of the biggest difference I see is how MJ was really well-spoken. He, he had all his answers for oh, the media. Oh, yeah. He knew how to respond. He knew what to say, what to not say. And he knew they, they were asked coming. asked him, was he coming back? And he answered the same way. You know, yeah, no, he was just well spoken. Not that LeBron's not, but you know, I think at times he he's got poor judgment. You know, but right, but MJ for some reason it seemed like he really didn't have that. He knew, he knew what right. what he was gonna say, what he was gonna do, where he was gonna go with well, it. What he said the one time is that, and and I and I love it. He's like he showed out every night because he knew that that was somebody's first time ever seeing him play, and he wanted to make sure that they had a great experience watching him play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he didn't do a lot of DMPs. He did not, you know, do that because of the fact is he knew that was somebody's first chance to ever see him. You know, even right. when I've heard stories about when he was getting ready, like, you know, at hotels walk to the bus, he knew that there was going to be somebody's only time they've ever seen him. And he understood that that was important to people. And he wanted to live up to that expectation, you know? So hey, you got anything else before we take off? Man, you know this? what? No, man, I, I think it was great, man. Um, looking forward to these next two episodes. Um, for sure on Sunday, man, and, and, and try to get a couple guests on here um, in the meantime to kind of, you know, uh, review how they feel about the last four episodes that we've seen. Now, I mean, shit, this is going fast, man. I feel like you can you can do 20 episodes. I feel like you can do 10 episodes just on Jordan retiring and coming back. You know what I mean? So, you know, this is going to be great. I want 10 episodes on Vegas and Rodman yeah. in Vegas. <laughs> just 10 episodes I want to know what they were doing no for sure man but But no man I think this is dope man we did good I think it was good man great job so yeah no everybody thanks for joining us this week on episode 2 of Catch 23 Uh, make sure you pay attention later on this week we're going to have an interview up for you also make sure hey Instagram at Catch 23 Pod Um, if you like this episode subscribe to the show on iTunes so that you'll never miss an upcoming episode while you're at it hey just simply tell a friend let them know. Tell them to listen. That would help us out. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. I'm Justin. He's Aaron. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.